What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you for Rad Parenting with my co-host, Anaya Vogue. It is great to be here. want to thank everyone once again. We got a great response for the Jimmy Lindbergh Pennywise guest last week. So many emails. Not surprising. Not surprised at all. Jimmy, amazing guy. And want to thank all of our new listeners because I got a feeling a lot of people that had never listened to Rad Parenting. Now, came in through Jimmy. There you go. So welcome to the show. Uh, what we thought about doing, Anae and I were having coffee this morning, kind of going over our ideas of what we wanted to bring into the show today. And Anae, you brought up the fact that we get a lot of emails, and even the show last week with Jimmy, that was brought to us by a listener. Yes. You should have Jimmy on. The other F word, he wrote the book, Punk Rock Dad. That was an idea from our listeners. I'd love to take credit for it. We can't. <laughs> with... <laughs> With that said, I started going through our emails with you. And, so great. And what we have in front of us, and this was kind of the idea of the show, and we want to let us know what you guys think about this. We want to start doing a show, not going to do it every month, you know, maybe every couple of weeks that we pull together. It's your show from our listeners, your questions, and we make that. Yeah, the, the whole show, just answering questions. And that would be the topic for the yes, show. Yes, yes. I think so that's great. That's I would what love we're that do. if I was a listener. Yeah. You know, and and we give credit to the people. We won't say your full name or give your email out, but we will we will let everyone know that the that the questions that we're getting really drive the vibe of the show. So that okay, but, but is before that. you even yes. say, say one more word, okay, we need an update because I saw on our Red Parenting Facebook page, yes, that some of our amazing listeners were genuinely concerned for how you fared with the the party your daughter was having and her breaking the news that she really didn't want you to be present. So I am as curious as some of our listeners are about how that all went down. Yeah, it wasn't so much breaking the news, straight up said, Dad, you're not invited to the party. <laughs> that, I mean, those were the words that came out of my little daughter. And she's not little anymore. Her beautiful face, little you know, ideas that she has. And she just said, straight up, Dad, you're not invited to the party. Uh, I saw that too on our Facebook page. Uh, Rad Parenting on uh, Facebook. Go and like it now. Uh, one of our listeners said, Joe, you tore my heart out when I heard that your daughter said you couldn't come to the party. Is that what I have to look forward to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it was cool that the listeners were like, I felt like people actually were genuinely sad for me. Yeah, me too. So I, I feel that you're right. I got to let everyone know how the party was. Uh, I will say this. I was blown away by the party. Hmm. I seriously was uh, because I basically left party was only from 6 to 10. Okay. So it wasn't some rager that went on till 2 in the morning. I will say this. While I was setting up the party, my daughter's friends were there. It's very kind of you, Joe, to yeah. set it up. Not to I said, like, okay, up. fine. It's all you then. No, no. Because <laughs> what I want everyone to know is this, is that my what my daughter, and maybe I didn't make this clear, was she wasn't in a rude way or in a mean way, like, oh, dad, you're lame. I don't want you at the party. Mm-hmm. She basically, and what we had talked about in that episode was, I white knuckle it a lot. I don't white knuckle it as much as I used to, but in certain situations, I can't help but look like, oh, my God, what is going on? I, I get and nervous. Th- what is going on and what could happen? Like thinking three, because I, I am bad for that. Like this could happen and this could happen and this could happen. You're bringing all this anxious energy to the you know place where they, that your kids want to have fun. Totally. And that that anxiety and that energy, she is smart enough to say, mm-hmm. dad, you know what? Sit this one out. Yeah. Go down to islands, have a couple yakitaki <laughs> tacos, <laughs> maybe a margarita, watch the game. It'll be better for everyone. And it was. And it was. And my wife was there. Want all the listeners to know. It wasn't some no adult party. Yes, my wife was there. Another adult was present. I hired a lifeguard because we have a swimming pool. Well done. Yeah. So I did all that. You gotta mm-hmm. do you gotta basically think ahead. 
What I will say is this, while I was setting up the party, I'm setting up the party, getting the tables out, getting the food, everything's getting set up. And at one point, my daughter wanted a sound system, so I brought a PA from Cywin Dummy, and I was setting it up, and the girls were there, a couple of her girlfriends. And while I was setting up, I was putting these big speakers up on this column in our house. And I said to the girls, I just it was instinct. I said, hey, make sure no one throws this in the pool. And they looked at me like, why would someone throw it in the pool? And I was like, because when I was a kid and I would go to a party with my bros, (laughs) the first thing I would do is like, I'm going to throw this in the pool. Kids aren't like that. I know right now people- I want to just say, I think that it would- and, and this is not in all always the case, but I think that it was also shocking to them because they're girls. And the inclination to do destructive things is just less prevalent. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm I'll going go, with that. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, I want to go into this part. I go uh, to islands. I hang out and around. Um, I love that we're plugging islands so much. <laughs> For the people that have never been to islands, it's this restaurant. I don't even know if there's th- where they are. I just know they're on the West Coast. Yeah. And it's basically this like, we show surf videos and we have this little bar and it's, you know, family friendly. Yeah. And I, I like it. Yeah. They, sh- they show skateboard videos. Oh, no, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. It's kind of like. Okay. So I can see why it's your place. Yeah. It's for people that refuse to admit that they're grown up now, you know? So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm there. And I got a text from Karen, and she says, "Hey, babe, uh, come home." And I'm like, "Wow, nine thirty. She's like, "Yeah, come home. You, you know, you, you can come. You can come back," which is crazy to think <laughs> you've been invited back to your own home. So I drive up, cars. You know, there's no cars there because everyone had Ubered, which was super oh, cool. Nice. There was parents, cars parked out front that were waiting for their kids. Like, okay, they're mm-hmm. going to be leaving soon. But when I came into the party, I was I was really mellow, and I just there was a little fire pit that we had going on. And there was all these teenage boys around it. And then in the backyard, uh, some of the kids were in the jacuzzi and they had music on. And I'm just going to tell you this right now. I didn't feel that I went to a high school party. I felt that I went to this college undergraduate group of kids. They were so cool. And just it, it realized, it made me realize that because I was an idiot when I was a kid doesn't mean that my kid is going to be an idiot. Like I, like I I drank the beers, all the beers. I drank all the beers. I was the guy that (laughs) changed the music at the party. I was the guy, I never threw a PA in the party or did something, you know, to damage someone's house. But was there things that I did with my friends when we were younger and it was a different, it was just a different time. I didn't see any of that type of behavior going on. And I saw a lot of like, hey, Mr. Sib, you know, nice. very cool. Um, and my, I, it was great watching my daughter entertain. And so, so what, what, was, what was your wife's inclination to like, be like, you can come back now, even though it's not 10 o'clock yet, Joe. I think she wanted me to see that it wasn't what I imagined. And that, that the, that just because it's teenagers, it's going to be insane. Oh, nice. So it's sort of setting a precedent, resetting your brain about what, like the expectation that caused the anxiety for you, this was a whole different deal. And maybe that would impact how you addressed it or how you handled it going forward. Absolutely. Brilliant. And also your wife to, is brilliant. And all, <laughs> she is. Just saying. And also uh, to have her, maybe my white knuckling would decrease. Mm-hmm. And then next time, I think there's a possibility, and I don't want to say this and, and jinx it. <laughs> I think I might get invited to the next party. I think. Because I, I think. I don't know. I think I might get okay. invited to the next party. Okay. I want to so leave it. Cute. I do want to say, though, to our listeners um, and to the guy that posted on Facebook is that your, your kids are going to say things to you 
that's that hurt sometimes sometimes they're intentionally meant to hurt you like yes. dad you're a jerk For okay sure. but what i've learned from hanging out with anea everybody and from what what i've learned from doing this podcast is that it's a natural thing that your kids want to start giving space between you and them mm-hmm. and i didn't realize that until i started doing this podcast and now and to not take that personally and to not take it personally super important yeah. you said that don't take it personal. And you know what? Now that I've learned that and now that, that I understand that, it's made my being with them so much better. It's made it so much better. And that I don't have these happy. moments of sadness like, oh God, she doesn't want me around. Right. Yeah, she doesn't want me around for this particular thing, mm-hmm. but she still wants me around because she knows, you know, I was only a mile away. Mm-hmm. She knows that if she hit me a call, I'd come flying in. Yeah. So. And sometimes I think that it's it's important, like it's just... A, a great human dynamic in our in our personal interactions and relationships to to when when we can to start by giving people the opportunity to surprise us and and give them the opportunity to do the right thing before we cut off and we go to this is going to be bad this person's going to screw me over this person's going to you know including our children um, and then you know what if she would have blown it out or done something irresponsible then you would have had so, an actual precedent to 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 dictate you know certain restrictions going forward but as it turns out she surprised you in a beautiful way and handled that whole situation in a really sounds like a really mature way really and it was and it, i learned a lot as a dad and i learned a lot as watching my daughter entertain people and i was super proud of her awesome and for and for everyone listening you know we talked about throwing parties and talked about people being at your house and and how some people might not want that type of energy in their home. Uh, I was I was grateful that we were prepared and that we offered this opportunity for these kids to come over. And there was a good time limit on it, six to ten. Yeah, that's everyone a- was out of there by ten fifteen, ten twenty. Yeah, uh, the kids that Ubered there, they Ubered in groups. There was we didn't let anyone Uber by themselves. Right. Uh, and the parents that picked up the other kids um, all got there at a reasonable time. How many kids were there? I'd say, you know, in that like 20, 25 nice. area, you nice. know. So not like insane, but certainly this is not her and like 10 of her friends or something. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out nice. there. I've been told it was like 20 to 25. I got a feeling at the peak of the party, it was raging at another level <laughs> that I just haven't been brought into. <laughs> but the one thing They're I'll easing say- easing you into it, The Joe. one thing I'll say is this. The next day, there wasn't any like remnants of like, oh, I found this over here. Mm-hmm. What's this all about? Mm-hmm. It was just, you know- Daughter, my daughter and her friends got up. They cleaned the house. Nice. PA wasn't, the sound system wasn't in the pool. I was still surprised about that. <laughs> it was great. We tell your son is that age. But thank you for him. everyone to listen that, that was concerned for me. Yes. And so if, you ever, if you ever come to Glendale, California, hit me up and we'll go to islands together. <laughs> I'll, show you, I'll show you some yaki tacos. It's your spot. I just like saying yaki. I feel like we need to contact islands after we're done this and be like, uh, we <laughs> just mentioned our- islands like 15 <laughs> times on our last pa- podcast. All right, shifting gears. Uh, what we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, taking your questions and throwing it into this show. This show is for you guys, but mainly it is run by you guys. So uh, if you have any questions that we're going to read, or if you have any questions you'd like to submit, it's radparenting at gmail.com. Speaking of parties, I'm going to go right into this one right now. Uh, this is from... Uh, Sarah, uh, and she hit us up uh, an email. I'll just read it to you really quick. It's, um, thank you for a great podcast. No problem, Sarah. Uh, I was happy to find one that covers topics about older children and not just infants. My husband and I have one child who is seven years old. Can you provide any advice on how to handle lying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, when caught in a lie, my son almost always doubles down on the lie. 
Uh, and she gives an example of like, 12 people stepped on my notebook, and that's why it's ruined. Uh, the teacher didn't give us any assignments. My husband and I are not too hot, harsh with the punishments, but I'm starting to think we need some reasonable consequences for lying in mm -hmm. addition to us explaining that it's important to tell the truth so mom and dad can help him work through things. All right, Sarah, you're our first question. Lying. Whew. It's a big one. It's a big one. So first of all, I want to say that between the ages of about six and eight, it is not uncommon for children to lie. And there are a variety of reasons for that, which which uh, span from there's some blurred lines between their sort of imaginative, imaginative fantasy world and reality and sort of like, you know, bridging that um, to wanting to avoid consequences. Like they have some sense of like, oh yeah, this might not be the best thing, but I kind of want to do it for me. So I'm going to take my chances um, to, especially with girls, not wanting to disappoint someone, which is so like, maybe if we just look at those three things. That was something that we went into detail on Daddy's Little Princess, yes. correct? Well, yes, to, to some degree. And I think, you know, we, in our- in, Can in, you go for a quick uh, Reader's Digest version of what we talked about with some girls, yeah, sometimes lying or just so that they well, don't let I anyone think, down. Yeah, so so the the, sh the short, the really short version is we teach girls to be nice over being honest. Got it. It's the it's the at the crux, I believe. Uh, in addition to low self esteem of like mean girl behavior or girls like talking behind each other's back instead of having a direct conversation, being like that really hurt my feelings when you shared my secret. Please don't do that again. They go and tell two friends and then another two friends trying to process their big feelings instead of wanting to go directly to that person and confront them. And then it becomes way bigger and uglier than it ever needs to be. So I think it's really important with our daughters that we teach them that it's actually more valuable for them and for the people they're dealing with to be honest, um, over nice, and maybe even that honesty can be kind. It does not have to be by default uh, an unkind act, you know, worrying about hurt, hurting somebody's feelings. So, so there's the girl factor, but let's just talk about this. What's happening between the ages of six and eight is is also that these kids are starting to get a sense of their own individuality. It just precedes adolescence. Adolescence, believe it or not, the the hormones that start to flow that that push kids into the process of adolescence and puberty start around the age of seven. So they're actually psychologically getting a sense of their own individual selves, wanting to be accepted. I want to be accepted, so I might say, I might tell a lie that's going to make me feel like those kids will like me more, think I'm more cool or whatever. I think lying with parents is typically to avoid consequences. In my house, so I have a seven-year-old daughter, and she actually, as sort of the culminating consequence last year, lost her seven-year-old birthday party, which was hardcore. I mean, my husband and I were just like, really? Are we really going to have to go? But there had been a series of lies previous to that that we had tried different consequences with and she was just clearly not getting it because the lies were escalating and so you know okay wait I gotta rewind yeah okay everyone that's listening you heard what I heard right you heard the same thing <laughs> I, we're cruising along we're talking about everything I'm all on board and then all of a sudden yeah. you're saying that your seven year old daughter mm -hmm. had uh, some type of lying was going on yeah. can you kind of give us without you know going too deep yeah what, sure what, what level sure, the of lies the culminating lies so they started out small with just like saying um, you know that she you know did you take such and such or did you you know um, just like smaller things like you know I, that doesn't sound true to me like are you sure about that you want to rethink that and tell me again but the, the culminating lie was when she'd actually taken something off my husband's desk 
that she just really wanted and thought she was going to get a no without even trying us out and stood there in front of both of us with the item in her her short pockets and like straight face nope I didn't take it. Went for the theft. Yep. Went, and and like just like the email, like just double down. Like just, no, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Like why would I take it? That's daddy's. Like that, I didn't take that. And we literally gave her ch- a chance. Like her dad was like, this is your last chance. I know you have it. You can either take it out of your pocket and take responsibility right now. And the consequence is going to be much less serious than if you continue to stand here in front of your mother and I and lie. And so she double down, triple down. And so we're like, okay, that's it. Like, here's the deal. This is so serious. And we explained to her and had been explaining her all along. And this is to me is the most important thing. It's not a moral argument like God is going to strike you dead. If you continue to lie, you're a bad person. It's not that. It's that it, if it's important to you that people believe you when you say something, then you need to demonstrate Every single chance you get that what you say is what you mean, that what you say is the truth, because you are there is going to come a time when you desperately want somebody to believe you. So we did the cry wolf thing and and then and what what we also did is after that, especially after the big consequence, we were constantly pointing out, well, I'd like to believe you right now, but because you've been lying for the last six months, it's really hard for me to believe you. Go ahead. For you to follow through with canceling the birthday party, mm-hmm. first thing that goes through my mind is how hard, we're sidebarring here for a little bit, mm-hmm. how hard it is for me whenever, and this is through the entire time I've been a dad, to follow through with, I'm bringing the hammer down, yeah. this is canceled, we are not having people over to spend the night, there is no movies, we're yeah. not making the popcorn, there's nothing going on, you're shut down, mm-hmm. that's the way it's gonna be, come six o'clock, got three kids at my house, we're watching the movies, everything I said, yeah. and I buckled Eek. because for the whole day, someone was better, someone I could tell was apologetic, mm-hmm. but for you, I applaud you because I've, I recently, there was something that went down and we had to cancel the swim party, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, an issue, had to cancel it, and it was so hard for my wife and I leading up to it to really follow through with canceling it, mm-hmm. and I want to ask you to tell our listeners, how important is it when you do bring, and I don't want to say bring the hammer down, but when you say, hey, yeah. for your actions, there's going to be a reaction. Here's yeah. the reaction. Your seventh grade, your seventh, Seven birth- year old, yeah. your seventh birthday party yeah. is canceled. Can Hardcore. you do, answer two questions yep. for me? A, as a parent, how hard was it to do that and follow through? And then secondly, how important is that to show our kids Hey, party was canceled. Yes. Okay. So is so it important? First, so first of all, it was extremely, extremely difficult because we we love our children. We don't want to see them in pain. We don't want to see them disappointed. But you know, we've really parented um, with you know the short term sacrifice, if you will, sh- the short term like, oh my gosh, this is hard. It, ultimately, and I know this from now. I also have a nineteen year old, so we've been through this once. Short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. If you do not follow through on what you say, and and we have to check each other sometimes as parents and be like, you know, I'll be like, mm, like giving him the no, no, no. Like now you're saying too much. You're setting, him, you're setting your, us. Your yeah, my husband. You're setting us up for having to fa- fall short of this because it's too extreme and not extreme. Like you know, just just meaning that like. Just making big statements in the moment when you're frustrated and you're angry as a parent, because we get that way. We're human. And and I'm going to just say right now that that will require you to go back and say, you know what? I got a little hot-headed. 
you know, I was really disappointed or I was really upset. And and here's what I said the, the consequence is going to be. I, I get that that might be too extreme. I love that. You may so you, have to do it. Okay. I love that. So you can go back and say, I got too gnarly on that punishment. I, I don't mean you can't uh, have friends yeah. over for six here's, months. Right. Here's, well, here's what I what meant is you can't have friends over tonight yeah. or this week. Or you week. can't for, for, the, for, the month, for this month, no okay. more friends over. I it's love not going to be six that. months. You have to because if the alternative is all or nothing, so I've got to go for the six months, with, which is going to mean it's also going to be hard on me. I'm so much an all or nothing guy. Yeah. No, you, look, we have to remember as parents, as conscious parenting, we are modeling who we want our children to be. So if we can't go in those moments and say, you know what? Got a little hot-headed. That was obviously, you know, a six-month whatever does not fit the crime, so to speak. Yeah. Um, my bad. Here's what we are going to do and go back in a calm way. We're, we're giving them permission to also make mistakes and learn from them and take responsibility for them, which is exactly what we want them to do with the lies. We're saying, dude, you have to take responsibility for this. You're not just getting away with it. I know you lied. You know you're lying. And now the fact that you're not fessing up is going to – the punishment is growing, which is exactly what happened. We didn't directly go for no seventh, seventh birthday party. That was a culmination after repeated consequences that were just not resonating with her and I. So with our uh, email from Sarah, uh, basically her saying, uh, I'm sure this is a natural part of development. It is. I would love to hear your experiences. I think we handled that because you're really mean to your kids because you (laughs) canceled the birthday party. I know that right now there were a few listeners that were like, oh Oh my gosh. gosh. So I had to make sure that all of you guys knew how hard that was on a nan and her husband to do that. And you really hit home the fact that not only can you you can change uh, whatever that punishment is. And in this case, Sarah's son lying. You need to acknowledge it. Yeah. And uh, the term that you used is you're making this small amount of sacrifice when you're dealing out this- Short-term sacrifice, long-term gain. Love And that. I think also, if you remember that to me, I think about parenting in the home, this is the this is like the practice, the practice ground. So there, you have to, we, we, one of the other things I, we said with my daughter is if you go out into the world and do this with other people, if you think these consequences are bad, like you effectively just stole from your father. If you go out into the world and steal, you'll be in jail or you will have a record. So we really were like- Showing this is what we're doing this because we love you and we want you to be the best person you can be. So there's all kinds of language around this that will help them to receive the 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 actual intention that we're actually putting down there as parents. This is not because we just want to be harsh. We want you to be a better person. We want you to be the best you can be. And I love the fact that you and your husband addressed it. I know this from me being a dad, sometimes addressing something. I may not do it at the time. And when I look back on it, the reason is because I was being lazy. And I've realized Mm -hmm. being a dad now and being a parent is one of the, a job that the time clock never shuts down. There's, there's no punch in, punch out. Mm -hmm. It's, it's in the middle of the night. It's at the end of the day after you've worked all day and you come home and you've been battling traffic and it wasn't a great day. And then you have to deal with your son doing yep. something or your daughter or both of them and you're and it's it's a test. Hey, how do you want to make this happen? And like mm-hmm. you just said, uh, a little bit of sacrifice now for a long-term effect. And I think that is so important and um And and the, the, one other thing I just want to add yep. to this whole conversation is that this is also 
a call to us as parents to, because of the modeling factor, we have to be very, very careful that we are also modeling honesty, that we are not taking lightly saying we're going to do something and then not following through on it because that in itself can be constructed in in a child's mind as you lied to me. You said we were going to do X, Y, and Z this weekend, and then you were working all weekend. That you lied to me. So I think we really, it's it's about follow through. It's about being as honest as you can with your kids. And it's about picking times to address these behaviors where you can do so in a calm way that constructs appropriate consequences that you can actually follow through with. Love it. First question handled. Whew. Thank you so much, Sarah, for uh, taking the time to email us. Uh, and if you guys want to email us, all you got to do is email us at radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to go with another question here. Mm-hmm. I think we got a few few more minutes. Totally shifting gears here. Lately, we have been getting a lot of emails. And uh, even on the Facebook page, and take a second, it's Rad Parenting on Facebook. Super easy to find. Rad Parenting, just like us. Uh, Anaya's picture and mine is up there. You see these two big faces. Just <laughs> hit like on there, uh, and you can get all the information about the show when we put up new episodes and all of that. But a lot of parents, or a lot of married couples, or just mm-hmm. people that are dating or whatever, are tuning into the show, and they, and, and they say, man, I love the show, and I don't have kids. But I love I listening love to it. Yeah. I never anticipated that when we were doing it. I didn't it. either. I thought maybe it would only be for people that are having kids. But what I'm realizing from you guys, the listeners, uh, a lot of you are just getting married or you're even dating, and uh, the idea of having kids is down the road. But uh, this particular uh, email that we got, I mean, the whole thing was is non-parent fan. I was like, all right, cool. And basically it says, hi, guys. Uh, I love the show, and I'm not even a parent. My wife and I plan and hope to have kids eventually, but it's not on our radar right now. Uh, but our friends and siblings have a ton of kids, so we're very much in it with them. Kids at family reunions, barbecues, running around, uh, a lot of kids at church. It's wonderful, and we don't resent this at all. So they're basically mm-hmm. saying, because you know some people like don't have kids yet, and they're like, like, I don't, don't want don't to be around them. Not my deal. Those are your kids. Yeah. Yep. I always see that whenever I'm on a, pl- a plane and, and, and oh. I'm flying somewhere, because you know I travel a lot, and, and I, I get on a flight, and I see the woman coming down with the newborn. And, and you're like, and, I, and, I, and it's funny, because before kids, I was so the guy, fingers crossed, better not sit yeah. next to me. Now, which I have to tell them as they're coming, I'm like, you can sit here. I can Aww. heat up bottles for you. Like, I Aww, know. Oh, Joe, like, you're so sweet. But it's weird, because I never was that dude yeah. before. But the thing that's scary, and it kind of goes into this email, mm-hmm. is that if you tell some woman with a baby, like, hey, sit next to me. I'm solo guy. They're like, who the hell you are, are you? You are creep. Yeah. And I don't look so like- So sad. I feel like I don't look like the most friendliest dude at that yes, moment. It's like black hair, black, you know, beard, <laughs> black t-shirt, like no coloring on me at all. So this question basically goes into this and check it out. And um, basically what they're saying is um, it's wonderful. We don't resent it at all. We love it. But I'd like to hear your take on the friends without kids around kids. Is there a way to do it gracefully that's better than others? I want to acknowledge these toddlers and young kids as people with respect uh, and respect them. But I also don't want parents to think I'm some creepy uh, creepy guy or anything like that. Uh, hope these questions make sense. So basically what this guy's saying is, hey, we're not ready to have kids yet, but my wife and I w- want to mm-hmm. have people over at our house and all mm-hmm. that. And, I, and, I, and you know, I think everyone knows what this guy's ask, asking. He's like, I'm not yeah. sketchy. But you know, let's face it. Yeah, sad, I, sad, but it's it's part it of the reality of, of of our world right now. And and I think that you know, my first thing would be like call that out. Like just just straight up be like, 
here's the deal. We I'm want not our kids sketchy. Days. We <laughs> love being around kids. Your kid is so awesome. Or, you know, we just have so much fun. It's like we get to practice, you know, for our future. Um, it just dawned on me the other day that that might be for some parents sort of like, you know, they, they might think it's it's creepy, especially for me as a guy really, you know, being interested in like hanging out and, and, and enjoying watching these children play or, you know, being on the playground with them or whatever. I can tell you what I think it is, is that just what I said to you, before I had kids, they weren't on my radar at mm-hmm. all. Um, but I had friends, guy friends, that always loved kids. They were those they were those guys that were very, um, they were excited to someday be a dad. I never had that feeling ever until my kids yeah. showed up. So question, is it more of a social thing that it's strange for the couple that doesn't have kids to not be like, hey, margaritas all the time. They're like, I don't know. We're thinking about having kids. So bring your kids over to the house. Our house is kid-friendly. Why oh, I would think, it be? I really think it depends. Like, I mean, look, people, one person is different from the next. And I think that you do. You, I, I can always see the person in the crowd who's naturally inclined to children. Like you can just see, like they get down on their level and they're, they're chatting with them and they just really dig. Like the just, I mean, kids bring this exuberance and this innocence and this just sort of like, wow, life is awesome that some people really gravitate to. And then there's other people, other adults that are like, if they're not my kids or they're not my, it's not my nephew or my what, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not down with that. Like I want to go over and hang and have a beer and yeah. chat with the adults. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I said, I, th- I think you just, you call it out. My experience as a child, like my favorite aunts and uncles were the ones that didn't have kids of their own because they were all about me. And it was really a nice, like, you know, kind of a second or third set of parents because you know they didn't have me all the time so I was kind of a treat and I could feel that so I think that there's a kind of a win-win situation here where it's great for the kids to have an alternate to their own parents and and uh, I think he just needs to call it out so he doesn't have to worry about what anybody's thinking I'm gonna throw in this too just go 100% with what Anea said let your friends let your family everything that you wrote in that email say that to them hey man we're gonna have kids at some point and it's great having you yeah. and our family over here with your kids and the more that we can have them in our lives to see what we have in the future yeah. uh, that is amazing and I think yeah. if you just 100% crystal yeah, thank- clear with everyone around you so so thankful to be able to practice future parenting with your kids and you know what those parents especially if they know this guy and they they're, they're gonna be like Hell yeah, we'd love that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's funny that you say a lot of people before they have kids or even with their own kids, if it's not their kid, they're not interested. Mm-hmm. I, I, for a long time, had that feeling of mm-hmm. I was like, and I kind of still am like, kids are cool, but but I know that I used to always say like, if it's not my kid, I'm not interested. Yeah. You know, because I was yeah. so, and I'm talking obviously when they're little and it's the it's the diaper changes mm. and the and it's a workout. Yeah. Obviously, as kids get older, you meet so many different kids and they're, and they're super intelligent and super cool. But for this particular uh, email, you're doing everything right. Just let everyone know around you your intentions and your mm-hmm. plans and you and your wife together. And then when you guys have kids too, you got to uh, make sure you have a huge rager and invite all those people over again. <laughs> exactly. And then you take care of all the kids. And then your kids are there. Yep. And they're high-fiving everyone. All right, we're going to go with one more. Do we have time for yeah, one yeah, more question? One you want to go with it? Let's okay. do one more. This one kind of comes from last week's, or it directly comes from last week's um, interview with uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. from Pennywise. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. A lot of people listening to the show Love because of Jimmy, Jimmy Lindbergh from Pennywise. So basically what this mom called up, or called up, someday we'll do calls. This is Beth. Awesome episode. I'm hooked on your podcast now. As a mom who has been into punk rock and metal for a long time, I've always struggled between the hardcore part of me and the mom part of me. And for our listeners that are like, hardcore, what does that mean? Type of music 
and just like the punk rock part of her. And she's saying she's always struggled between the hardcore part of her and being a mom. And you guys made an amazing point when you used the term switching hats. Joe, that's me. I constantly get lost in which hat to wear, and it made me feel so incredible that I'm not the only one that experiences this. All the other parents that I come across lately just seem to have it all figured out. Just so you know, Beth, I run into that. Anaya and mm-hmm. I run. I mean, Anaya, how many times do you see the parent that's just got the bag and and all the snacks for the kids, or even the teenager? I'm like, oh, they love yeah. driving. Hey, yeah. it only took me six hours to get here. I was in traffic the whole time. <laughs> I loved it. And you're like, you loved it. Yeah. I love being in the car with seven teenagers and Kiss FM at full volume. Like, <laughs> and they're and they're and they're. You're like, how much medication are you on right now? And they, yep. and they're just got it together. Beth, don't feel bad about that. Uh, basically, what she's saying is. Uh, because now I feel like uh, you guys described uh, the real scenario and that I'm not this uh, this young mom that doesn't have uh, her chance to shift hats. Yes. Or maybe I still am. Whatever. But either way, I feel better about it uh, and I really like your podcast. So basically what she's saying is we're going back into that different hats yeah. and being who you want to be. And you, Anaya, really hit home the fact a few weeks ago with another uh, email from a listener. I want to say, I forgot his name, but his Oh, whole- the, the, ba- the musical guy. Yeah, he was yeah. in a band. Like, and he gonna was- have this baby, want to be super psyched, but I also want to be myself. How do I keep my own identity and become a dad, right? There you go. So that episode was, I think, losing your identity. We had that in yeah. there. That's a few episodes back. Take a listen to that one, Beth. Also, what Beth is acknowledging is what Jimmy talked about. Uh, on the podcast last week, what you've talked about before is just because you're going to be a mom or dad doesn't mean that you lose who you are. And I think I always felt that before I became a parent. I I did believe that as soon as uh, my son or daughter was going to be born, I was going to instantly, like, I felt that my kids were going to come along with a set of Dockers and a collared shirt <laughs> and little <laughs> shoes with the penny in the front. And no diss to anyone who listens to our show. That, that That's like my college roommate, Jeff Lonestein. Love him to death. That's, ex- that's his uniform. <laughs> I love him, um, but he, you know, th- th- I felt being a dad meant all of a sudden it was going to take mm-hmm. all of my identity mm-hmm. away, and I, I n- now know that's not the case, but what Beth is kind of going through, it sounds like in this email, she's still going between her like, punk Is this rock- really okay? Exactly. What, what do I get to do? And, and so I think that the, the quickest way to give ourselves permission or, or to find our way as parents is to go back to that whole idea of what do I want to model? What do I want to embody for my children because of who I want them to, to feel like they can become? And I, I think most of us as parents would say, I want, I want my kid to be a whole human being. I want them to have you know, a professional realm. I want them to have a personal realm. I want them to you know, certainly experience parenting if that's what they choose, but I also want them to, to know that they can continue to... Uh, pursue their own individual passions. And so we have to model that. And I think what happens is, first of all, the parent that looks like they've totally got their act together, either there have been huge sacrifices and they really have just one hat on and they're, they're, the, the sacrifice is all those other aspects of themselves. And that to me breeds resentment. I'm not even going to call Period. it a hat. It might be a helmet at that point. It might. Be. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yes. Like the parenting helmet. Nothing else gets in or out. This is who I That's am now. That's a great analogy. The parenting helmet. You are the analogy. <sighs> the, the, oh my God. You are. I was going to say you were the analogy master. I just said you are the analogy. Anyway, new word. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I think that I, I love that you know Beth picked up on that. And I just want to, to give her permission to give herself permission to like, yeah, you. Ha- I think we are healthiest as parents and we are most effective as parents when we 
we are putting on different hats and doing our best at any given time, not only wearing a parenting hat and sacrificing the rest of us because uh, the rest of ourselves, because then that's what our kids are going to think it means for them when they become parents. Man, you know what I've learned today on this show that once again, walked in, didn't realize this, that you can change your path and your way of parenting all day long. Yes. As I, I felt like it always meant, like I said before, you know, it's going to be this way. I said it, it's done. I dig my yeah. heels in. And what I'm realizing now from just today and, and everything that we've talked about is that whether it's the punishment for lying, I went too, I went too crazy on that, you can switch it up. Mm-hmm. And that as a parent, it's okay, like a little ship going through the ocean. Oh, we're going over here for a little bit. We're going here. Yeah. Just as long as you're moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Love yes. it. And, and, it's a, and it's a great thing to, again, great thing to model for your children. You know, I'm the author of my own story. You know, if I, you know, in the last paragraph, it didn't go quite the way I wanted to. The next paragraph can be all about me, you know, correcting my course and, and in so doing, giving my kids permission to do exactly the same as they write their own story. Love it. I want to thank everyone, all of our listeners for these three emails. We could have kept going on and on with them. If you guys have any ideas, like Ana and I always say, this is your show. This is your uh, chance to ask us any questions. And if we have an answer for it, uh, we'll, we'll put it on the air. And, um, and we always answer the emails back. Uh, and the email address, very, very simple, radparenting at gmail.com. If you guys can do us a huge favor, do a little review of the show, write it out on iTunes for Rad Parenting. That is awesome. That always puts us up uh, further on the charts in the kids and family section. Why do we want to be up further in the kids and family section? Because we get more eyeballs on Rad Parenting and get more questions from people and turn more people on to what all of us are doing here. Uh, want to thank Anea. That was great. My pleasure. Did you notice I didn't drink as much coffee this time? I, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. And so I was almost on par with you because I had a little more coffee than I started usual. reading this book uh, called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff because mm-hmm. it's the small stuff. Yep. These like chapters that are like two pages and they're awesome. And one of the things was uh, don't interrupt people and finish their sentences. And I think, did I do better today? You did great. Yeah. It was really yeah. good. Wow. I'm working on myself. Well done. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Joe Sib. And I'm Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. One, two, three. Late. Late.